Hey y'all, welcome to Wild Confidence. I'm your host, Ainsley B, and I can't wait to share with you some amazing guests on this season of the podcast. Our goal here is to help one another find, keep, and share our wild confidence in Christ. I'm so thankful you're joining us, and if you love the episode today, I'd be so grateful if you left a review or shared it with a friend. All right, all right, let's hop in. I can't wait to meet our guest today. Hey y'all, spoiler alert, today I am the guest, (laughs) but this is actually a live podcast recording from a speech that I did at the Literary Festival in New Iberia. It was so fun. It was a really cool event, a really intimate gathering, so you may hear uh, some Q&A at the end or just some people kind of chit-chatting. My mom and my grandmother were there, (laughs) so I kind of talked to them a little bit in this as well. Um, but I really hope you like it. There is a little bit of AC noise kind of in the background because we couldn't turn the AC off because we live in Louisiana and that would be a nightmare. But you still should be able to hear the content and it's all about how to take your dream to done. And I'm talking to two people in the room, the dreamer and the encourager. So you might find yourself in one or both of those places and I hope you enjoy the conversation. Today, I'm gonna be talking to two people in the room that is oh gosh did y'all hear that oh no that's outside (laughs) i thought that was me i'm gonna be talking to two people in the room the first is the dreamer and the second is the encourager okay typically speaking the dreamer is going to be the young adult right and the encourager is going to be their guardian parent um grandparent whatever whoever in their life that they're sharing a dream with that is going to need to be an encourager in their life, okay? So those are the two people that we'll kind of talk to today. And you can identify with whichever one you want to identify with. Even whenever you're thinking about your friendships, you can kind of place yourself in one of those categories or both of those categories. But we're going to talk through those things and how to take your dream to done, okay? One of the things that I can credit my mom for, who's right there, and my grandmother's right there too, so our multi-generational pod, we go everywhere together. Um, They really, I can really credit them for encouraging me to dream really big. Um, My mom has always said, dream, pray, believe, receive. That's her. Achieve. What is it? Say it again. Dream, pray, believe, achieve. <laughs> she said it a lot. You'd think it would have stuck, but, you know, I'm a mom now, and my brain is a scrambled eggs. Um, but anyway, I do have to credit her for really encouraging me to do that every step along the way, whether it was from whenever I was really itty-bitty or high school or college, whatever that looked like, I um, was always encouraged to do that. So much so that, you know, one time I was in... I think it was like my freshman year of college and we went to this expo thing where I was performing and we all just kind of felt like okay I think Ainsley should move to Nashville like I think that's the next move and I'm pretty sure within a week I was there like it was very much like that's the dream let's go and it was awesome and then I went to college in Nashville had an amazing experience there and now I get to do what I love doing so that's kind of the 
the inspiration for this conversation. And any time that I'm really speaking to a young adult in there, guardian or caretaker, there's one phrase that really often pops up from both sides. And that phrase is, they just don't get it, or they just don't understand. And that is absolutely true on both sides. So we're gonna kind of talk about that and what that means. Because the goal today is to get better at building that bridge of communication to really build your dream together, to build empathy, and to build understanding. So those are gonna be our angles and our goals today. And there's five steps to be able to really build this bridge. The first step is to discover the dream together. Whenever I was younger, I definitely had like my vision and I was like this is what I want to do whenever I graduated or I was about to graduate high school I sat my grandparents down and gave them a PowerPoint presentation on why I needed to move to Los Angeles immediately and not go to college and I act I think I sneakily like only applied to one school and then if I was like oh yeah yeah I'm doing like are you doing your college application I'm like yeah 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 for sure for sure for sure for sure and then <laughs> I was like <laughs> yeah, absolutely didn't. And so I ended up going, I ended up going to school for that first year because they said no, uh, initially. And then after that, I moved, I moved to Nashville. Again, I had to apply to, to school, like I needed to do something whenever I was in Nashville. Same thing happened, I just applied to one school, said that I applied, <laughs> I think you might just be finding this out. Um, <laughs> I said I applied to multiple and then, <laughs> we. I'll never forget this y'all, we were in the New Orleans Aquarium, and I opened my email that I got into the school that I only applied to that I definitely was not qualified to get into. And I was like, oh my gosh, oh crap. Like I just, I got in, I got in. And normally, you know, I, I, that's like the time that you're supposed to be celebrating. You're supposed to be like, yeah, I got into college. But I was like, I was trying so hard not to do that. And then it happened. So it kind of forced us into this place where we had to connect our dreams, right? Because before that, they were very disconnected. Before that, they, they saw this dream for me, which would have been just fine, right? And I saw this dream for me. And we finally were able to merge whenever that happened. And, oops, sorry. And from there, it really built a bridge of communication with us. And I think that that, I just wish it would have happened sooner I wish that merge would have happened sooner because I really think that if I would have invited them in more on my vision of how we could collaborate it versus you don't understand, I think it just would have been a lot more peaceful all the way around. Um, so the first thing is to discover the dream together. Now you can do that in different ways but what you're doing when you're discovering the dream together is you're pairing passion with wisdom, okay? This is not to say that the dreamer does not have wisdom, but it is to say that the encourager likely has a little bit more, typically speaking. They typically have a little bit more um, life experience. They typically have a little bit more wisdom um, in, in their life. So when you pair passion with wisdom, can you imagine 
how accelerated that dream can be instead of having them broken. Because both of these things are extremely valuable to everybody's dream. If you are living your dream, you have to have both. You really do to be able to really walk in the fullness of it. So for the dreamer, I really want to encourage you to listen to the wisdom of the encourager. And to the encourager, I want to encourage you to listen to the passion of the dreamer. Because one of the most crucial things in achieving is passion. And when I mean crucial, I mean crucial. Because you, you hear about these people who maybe they're um, performers, actors, whatever it is. And they seem like they're an overnight success. But if you sat down with them, all of them would say, absolutely not. That is not. And we're not talking about TikTok famous people. Because sometimes that is overnight. <laughs> sometimes I can hit a viral moment. But that, that still doesn't leave them without work. They still have to be passionate about something, right? So I just want to make sure that we recognize how crucial both of these attributes are whenever it comes to partnering and discovering the dream together. So that pairing is really what's gonna propel that dream forward. Now there are a few questions that y'all can discuss with each other to really dig deeper into discovering the dream because I think that whenever I was younger, I had the idea, right? I had the, the big picture, but what I didn't have was those uh, stepping stones to get from point A to point B. That's where the wisdom comes in, okay? So one of the questions you can ask um, are, what are the things that you love to do now or loved as a child? This can absolutely be, um, it's just fun to discuss. It's fun to hear from the encourager and the dreamer. Okay, I'm just gonna say like mom and daughter too, just for um, our minds, so we can picture it, right? It's really fun to hear like, what did my mom like to do as a child? Am I like that? Because if I have similar passions, what does that look like for her that I can learn from, right? So that's the first question you can ask. The second question is, what are some things that come easy to you? This one is one of the hardest things to answer if you're the dreamer, because it comes easy to you. So you don't realize that it comes easy to you. Like, I didn't know that being an extrovert was a gift in what I wanted to do. I didn't know that because it came easy to me. I had no clue, but someone else could tell me that. Someone else could say, well, you could talk to a wall, so you could probably talk to a crowd of people, you know? But I didn't know that. I had no clue that, that those two things were able to go hand in hand because it came easy. I was trying to force myself to learn the hard stuff because I thought that I had to do that to achieve. But I really, I really don't all the time. I have um, an assistant slash therapist slash best friend slash podcast editor. She does, <laughs> she's incredible. Her name's Jamie. She's gifted in every way that I'm not. She loves details. I hate details. I don't want to touch a detail. I don't want to look at it. I don't care about a detail. But I can cast the big vision. So when we can come together, y'all, we plan this whole, okay, side note. We planned this whole high school um, retreat together, and it went off without a hitch. I had the glitter bombs and the colored bandanas and the chants and the whatever and the games, and she had who's 
rooming in what cabin with who, because that friend and that friend, they love to be together, but you know, that girl and that girl, they got some drama, so you can't put them in the same cabin. And I'm like, I, I, I can't even look at that. I can't even talk. I need color bombs. I need, what, we need funfetti cake. <laughs> like, you know, those are our two gifts and how we can marry them together. The most common dating question I get is, what do you think about apps? And I wanna tell you about my favorite dating app to refer people to. It's called Salt. So it's free to use. And unlike other Christian dating apps, it's made by Christians for Christians. So you can go in knowing that you already have the most important thing in common, your faith and values. Y'all, I personally have not only met the team, but I have two close friends who can really speak to the validity of this app and they say it takes some of the cringe out of those conversations. Can I get an amen? <laughs> and you can download Salt from App or Play Store, and after creating your profile, use code WILD for six weeks free premium. This is for US and Canada only, and please DM me to let me know how you like it, because admittedly, I'm over-invested in your dating lives. <laughs> and I, I really do believe that this is a step forward in getting back to healthy dating, so y'all check Salt out, and don't forget to use code WILD. When you realize what actually comes easy to you, you can realize what you can outsource or you can work with your friend to do. I went to Belmont University in Nashville, Tennessee. Um, most musicians that you hear on the radio probably went to Belmont if you're listening to like country radio. But the cool thing is that the amount of collaboration in that college was unreal. I mean, we were doing things for each other for free all the time. I was designing on Canva for all these people who are doing shows you know, and we really were, it was such a free exchange of labor, but it was exactly what we all needed. We were playing with each other's gifts and really um, marrying our gifts together. So, super, super cru crucial question. I wish I would have known a little bit earlier. Then, what difference do you want to make in the world? That is a really great, great question to ask. <laughs> great question to ask is it really shows your heart behind what you're doing, okay? So that's your next question. And this is, these questions, I want you to answer it with each other. That's how you're really gonna be able to discover the dream together. It's just another one of those things we're building that bridge, okay? The last thing is what do you wanna be known for? Um, I was talking to one of my friends recently and she was talking about what Miss Catherine Kuntz meant to her. And if you don't know who she is, she was the head of school of Covenant School in Nashville who just lost her life. I need to tell y'all. I like get choked up because it's, it's what I want to be known for. I heard 10 different stories of lives that she impacted and every single person said a different fruit of the spirit. Love, joy, patience, kindness, goodness they were listing all of them and i was like oh my gosh what a legacy that 10 different people say say the fruits of the spirit about you that's what i want to be known for so that tells you what your um values are that are going to build that you're going to build your dream off of right when i leave here today I hope that somebody laughed at some point and felt joy. Somebody felt connected to someone else. You know, all of those things are very, very important to me. And that's what's gonna propel me forward. So those are the questions that you're gonna use as a baseline to discover the dream together.
people. Moving on. Then, and this is going to be the longest part of the dream building process, but I think it's the most effective and the most bonding. And it's understanding your why behind the dream. Now, some of those questions definitely lend to that answer. You can really start to understand, well, this is what I value, this is what I, I want to be known for, those kinds of things. They really will lend to that foundation. But this is the longest process because it's not usually instant. You don't always know the why right away, which is okay. This can take years and you, don't, you can still be operating in your dream as you're discovering this along the way, but I want you to be patient with this process as you continue to discover it, as you continue to move towards your dream. I want you to just really keep un uncovering the why behind your motivation on why you want to do what you want to do. Okay, the other thing that's really helpful for this is self-awareness, right? We all want to be emotionally intelligent people. Um, one of the, well, I hope, um, one of the clues to this, clues, we're just going to use that word, is self-awareness. One of the tools that I found the most useful in self-awareness and building the emotional intelligence piece is the Enneagram. Has anybody heard of the Enneagram? Okay, beautiful, a couple people. <laughs> That's at least a start. Okay, great. <laughs> We're starting somewhere. If you were to look at that worksheet, it's on the second page, and I'm gonna, I'll hold it up so you don't have to look around too much. You're not gonna be able to see it, you know, in detail, but that is what this guy is, okay? Um, there's nine different personality types in the Enneagram and believed to be with everyone in the world, okay? And there's, you will fit primarily into one of these types. You're not tied to one number. There's a lot of complexities to the Enneagram, but I'm an Enneagram coach, so I get to sit with people all the time and help them be a little bit more self-aware so they can grow in empathy and understanding with each other and other people. Y'all would be amazed at what this can do for your relationships, whether it's your friendships, whether it's romantic relationships. I found it the most useful in work relationships because whenever you're with your family and your friends or your romantic relationships, you typically have a little bit more patience because those people you hope are not really going anywhere. But with your work relationships, sometimes, I ain't gonna see you whenever I leave the office, so I don't really care. <laughs> you know, like, I don't have the patience to deal with you today. So this immensely helps with that. When you can understand people's motivations behind their actions, it really gives you, oh, that's why they are the way they are. That's why they may have done that. Okay, I, I think I can understand that a little bit better, and you can grow in empathy with each other, okay? I'm not gonna go through all nine types today. Um, you're welcome. But it is very interesting because I'm a really nerd out, and that's the problem. I have to rein myself back in, or else I'm gonna just keep, keep, keep going, and y'all gonna be hungry for lunch by the time we leave. Okay, so I'm just gonna say there's one through nine, and you can kind of see them on that worksheet. It'll list them out. Now, on the worksheet, it gives you my website. It says enneagramwithab.com, and then ainsleywritten.com is like my main site. But that enneagram site is gonna be where you can get some more information on that. I did make my entire family take the assessment as soon as I find out what my Enneagram type was. And now, we all know each other's types. 
And it honestly helps me because if something happens, if any conflict or something happens, I'm like, okay, why are they saying that the way that they said that? You know, or I'm trying to decide if I'm gonna throw my mom under the bus or not. <laughs> she is a type one, and the type one is a perfectionist, okay? We love that for her. We love that for her journey. That's amazing. I am not a perfectionist. I remember details, like I don't mess with those details. I don't care. But she's great with them, okay? So anytime that I'm like doing something, like I'm not gonna ask her opinion whenever we leave here because she's gonna be like, well, you should have done this, you could have done that. And I'd be like, just tell me I did a good job and let me live. Okay? But you've gotten better, you've gotten better. But that is actually the Enneagram has been so helpful with me not getting offended. Because I'm like, that's her personality. Not only that, but the type one specifically has an inner critic. So not only, she's not saying that to me to sound critical, she's trying to be helpful. Knowing that instantly helps me understand her a little bit better. Instantly gives me a little bit more like, oh, okay, I don't have to take it personally, right? So that's just an example of how this kind of thing can work. There are other helpful tools like the DISC or the um, Strength Finders, I'm trying to think about Myers-Briggs, all of those are really helpful too, but the Enneagram is different because it explains the motivation behind the action instead of just, you're good at this, you're bad at that. Does that make sense? So I definitely encourage you to kind of check it out. Now, before I move on to the next one, I'll, this is just a note about the Enneagram. If you take an assessment, um, they're only 75% accurate because people typically aren't as self-aware as they need to be to get perfect results, typically. So just know that you might want to do a little bit of digging, research your top three types, and then kind of go from there. See which one feels the most true. You truly type yourself, and it might take a little while. Um, your personality and your motivator really isn't cemented until you're typically like 20-ish. So there's a little bit of time. I usually don't type anyone until they are um, like in college or you know around that time then I'll kind of sit and we can discover it. That's not to say that I won't give you all the tools and information about it. I'm writing a book right now for teens, for high school students, on the Enneagram. Um, so just kind of keep those disclaimers in your mind. You don't have to marry yourself to a type the first time that you discover the Enneagram. All right, moving on. The third one on getting your dream to done is seeing the obstacles and over how you're gonna overcome the obstacles to this dream. This is where that wisdom really comes into play. This is where the dreamer really can rely on the wisdom of the encourager, okay? Now, this is where I find the most tension happens, right? Because sometimes the obstacles are overwhelming to the dreamer because the dreamer has a big dream. And what's to stand in the way between, or what are the obstacles that can happen from now to then. Hannah and I were just talking about a dream. Okay, well what is that in between? And what are those obstacles that we need to hurdle to get over it? It's important for the dreamer to listen to the wisdom of the encourager. But encourager, it's just as important for you to accept that there are endless possibilities. Truly, truly endless possibilities and you can navigate them. It's just easier to do together. 
in the world of TikTok, in the world of the internet, there are so many possibilities of things that you can do. We are live recording a podcast for the first time, hopefully, in the history of this kind of thing. This is happening for the first time. You can do something for the first time. You know, like that is possible. And I think that the more innovative that our young adults become, the more, as encouragers, we're gonna have to kind of keep an open mind to that, right? Not saying, you know, just go and do and, and not have any, throw all caution to the wind, but some caution, some. Not all, but some. Because I think the innovator is what needs to be really encouraged and nourished. If we can really encourage the minds of the young adults and how different they can think, they really amaze me every single time. Anytime I need something technical or I, literally anything, I'm like, I bet a high school student could figure this out. Let me just call a high school student. They can figure anything out. So I just want to keep that in mind. It is extremely important for the dreamer to listen to the wisdom. But I think we often forget that that role should also be a little bit reversed sometimes and that the encourager really needs to listen to the innovator and the dreamer. And just hear them out, always. And just think, let's just, all right, we're gonna think through this. We're gonna think through it. And that's the boring part. That's the part where the dreamer's like, I don't wanna think through it, I just wanna do it. Well, that was me anyway. But it's really, really worth it to think through it because you're gonna skip some steps that you wouldn't have thought through before. Trust me, just, just think through it, okay? Just think through it. I, uh, I think that's how, part of the reason I became um, or I wrote that book. This is literally all the dating mistakes I've made, okay? I wouldn't have this or I thought through some things, okay? So, just think through some things. Now, um, one of the things that I do with young adults is online mentoring. I have mentees from all over the nation, usually. Currently, I just have one sweet girl in Dallas, but I've mentored people from all over areas. I'm still not good with time zones. Thankfully, they have grace for me. In fact, I almost left, I almost got here at 8.30. I literally got in the car and left. And then I looked at my ETA and I'm like, yeah, I have a whole nother hour. So I literally went home, got my child up and ready, and then, and then I came on time. But one of the things that I do with mentees is we identify three short-term goals and three long-term goals. Whenever I have these people we meet on Zoom every other week, and we have six-week or 12-week options, okay? In our time together, whatever time slot they use, we will achieve the short-term goals. That is our, like, we will achieve those. We'll prepare for the long-term goals. So that can look like anything. When I tell you I've had goals all over the place, I can't even give you an example because they're so scattered. Um, typically, there's one to do with identity. Typically, there's one to do with dating. Typically, there's one to do with faith. That's just kind of the most common pattern. So what does it look like for a short-term goal? Um, I'm trying to give an example, but now I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. my brain's not working with me. Let's say identity. I want to be more confident. Let's say that. Okay, well, let's first discover what you believe about your identity, and then let's just see what, what that looks like. Let's see where we are. That's a short-term goal. We're going to figure out what we believe about our identity. The long-term goal is creating that mind change, right? So that's where I'm gonna give her these tools to help long-term, we'll still work on them, but when I tell you, at the end of our 
sessions in like six weeks or 12 weeks, we will have achieved three goals. And that's pretty good. It leaves you feeling accomplished. And that's what I think really would be great with uh, the dreamer and the encourager. Can you set three short-term goals for a certain amount of time? Can you set three long-term goals? And you can decide that length, whatever that looks like. If I were to tell you, maybe try this, I would say maybe every quarter of a year. You know, maybe every quarter, that's when your short-term goals are. Maybe the year is your long-term goal. You know, whenever we think about New Year's uh, resolutions, they usually fail within three months or three or four. It's almost about a quarter. So if you can, you can achieve three things in one quarter, you're going to have that momentum going into the next quarter, right? So that's how you're going to keep the, the overcoming the obstacles. And you can make a list of those obstacles. You can turn around and look back and be like, look how much we did. It's amazing. Um, it is <laughs> it's amazing just seeing the girls that I mentor go through the process because I, I leave so encouraged, but they leave so encouraged. She, one the girl that I'm mentoring now, texted me after our first session. She goes, I don't know what kind of juju you have, but I feel great. <laughs> and I was like, it's not me. You're doing the work. You're doing the work. You just needed someone to encourage you along the way and just give a little bit of guidance, a little bit of wisdom, a little bit. Yo, I don't have much. I'm only 31. I'm 32. No. Yes. I'm not really sure. <laughs> anyway, I think I'm 32. Dang, that's a little, okay. Anyway, um, then we're going to set our goals. We're moving on so I don't dwell on that too long. Quick question for you. Have you ever dated a boo-boo dude? <laughs> if you don't know what that is, don't worry. A boo-boo dude is someone who leaves you on red, leaves you on the back burner, or leaves you wondering where you stand with them as a manipulation tactic. These kind of relationships can be you know, anything from just unhealthy all the way to straight up abusive and you need to get out. So how do you identify this? What does that look like? All of this information and more, especially including how to help a friend who might be in one of these relationships is in the book that I put out recently called Don't Date a Boo Boo Dude. It is found anywhere books are sold, Amazon, um, Barnes and Noble, you know, all the places, all the things. I would love if you picked up the copy today and send me a message. Tell me what you think about it. And remember, don't date a boo-boo dude. We're going to set goals. Now, encouragers, you've probably heard this. We're going to set SMART goals. Dreamers, if you haven't heard about this, they are specific, measurable, achievable, relevant, and time-bound. Okay, those are the, um, that's the acronym. So you're gonna set the specific goal, you're gonna measure it like the time, is it achievable? You're gonna identify the obstacles and how to overcome them. Is it relevant? That's one that's pretty important and that's where you're gonna have to hear each other out with the dreamer, the innovator, all of that. Cause you're gonna have to see, does it relate to the field that I wanna be in? Is this a different field? I started out in college in journalism. I don't wanna be on the news. I want to stand up and speak to people. That's two different things. But you think public speaking, journalism, right? That's where you think you're going. But that's not where I want to be. I don't. I don't want to. I don't want to do that. Um, so this route that I'm in is just a little bit different. And so I went mass communications because I want to communicate to the masses. So that's what I mean by that relevant piece. Okay. And then time bound. 
that is where the short-term and long-term goals can really come into play. But the one thing that was just as frustrating and relieving at the same time was one piece of advice that I got whenever I started the author journey. I self-published my first book, um, I think whenever I was 23, maybe. And one of my friends that is um, an author, she's, I think she's like eight books in at the time. She was probably five books in or something like that. She said, give it 10 years. I said, what? I know you didn't say 10 years, 10 months? I can give it 10 months, I can give it 10 months. She said, no, give it 10 years. Give your dream 10 years. And as frustrating as that was for me, I also felt like, I have time. Okay, it's fine. It's no big deal. I have time. And, okay, I'm not good at math. Y'all are already proven that I'm not good at math and details. But all I got to say is that this was a product of that time frame. I'm, you know, next, this year I will be in that 10 years. And I'll have three books out in those 10 years. Which is pretty good for someone who had no clue what they were doing up until that moment. And I think that that is one of the things I wish I would have known sooner. And I wish I would have let it be a relief. I wish I would have been like, okay, I have 10 years. And it also lets you live a little. Because your dream should also not be something that is too all-consuming where you lose your identity in it. And I've seen that happen a lot. And it really just gets you into a dark place. So give it 10 years. I hope that's more of a relief <laughs> than anything, but I remember when I heard it, I was like, oh, dang it. <laughs> now, the last step in this whole thing is to take the first step. And it doesn't have to be a big step. It can be a tiny step. It can be, honestly, the meeting, the sitting down together is the first step. The Building that bridge of communication is the first step to achieving the dream that you ultimately want to have or want to do, right? This worksheet that is on, that you can download, is your guide to doing it together. So what I would do is I would sit down, maybe at a brunch or something, and just hang out together, write down what each of these categories are for yourself. And then if for the encourager, write down what you see in the dreamer. Because sometimes the dreamer can get caught up in their own uh, narrative and they just need someone else to see things in them. You know, uh, teachers and um, mentors, those are the people that you're like, I remember when this one teacher said this one thing about me, and that is what gave me the confidence to move forward. Well, the beautiful thing is, is that the encourager sees all the same things, even though if it's your mama, you don't want to listen to it because you're like, you're my mom. That's okay, because they really do see the things that you may not see. It's the same thing, it's just coming from a different mouth. You know, whether it's the teacher or the encourager or the mom or whoever. But I remember my, um, 
my dad, my mom, like everybody being like, you have a good, you have a good voice, you can sing, you can sing. My mom was like, you got that from me. And so, <laughs> obviously, but we, I heard that from them. You know, I heard that consistently. I'm like, okay, cool, 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 cool. When my drama teacher said, you can sing. I was like, I can sing. <laughs> Look at me. Well, I had already heard that. It was just from someone else. So dreamer, give the encourager a little bit more credit. An encourager, I mean, I think that y'all are already incredible at pointing out the strengths of the dreamers, but I would also say, like, give a little bit of evidence behind it, too. The reason that I think this about you is because you did this. You showed me this. You know, that kind of stuff. So that is the worksheet on how you can um, take your dream to done. If you haven't really sat down and hung out together and it might feel a little bit awkward, that's okay. I think that there's a good place to start, and that's reading a book together. And you know, I feel like everybody's dated in the world, or at least has been in a relationship at some point. So I have a book I would like to suggest. It's called Don't Date a Boobadoo, <laughs> okay? This truly, truly, I really do, I, I mean, yes, it's my book, so that's my shameless plug, but I really do think that I wish that I could get this in the hands of every young adult female in the world. I really, really wish it. And males, honestly, but, you know, it's geared towards females, so I can't really, I don't know, that might be weird. And I'd love to write a male version. I just don't think, yeah, don't be a boo dude. That's what I would love to do. I just have a feeling it wouldn't sell as well. I don't know. Maybe if Tim Tebow wrote it, somebody call, somebody call my dude, because we're going to co-author Don't Be a boo dude. Um, but it says, uh, raise your standards, realize your worth, and remove shame from the dating game. This book is literally all my dating mistakes, and it is, I'm not gonna lie, I have sat down with my mom, and we've talked about like her dating mistakes, my dating mistakes. Some of them were the exact same. And if we would have sat down a little bit earlier, because I mean, I wasn't gonna sit down and talk to her. I remember she tried to tell me one time, and I was like, man, I don't wanna talk about that. I don't, I don't need to hear about that. But can you imagine if I did? If I was willing to hear about it? I probably could have skipped a few chapters. I probably could have skipped a few chapters. So this is um, just a fun place to start, if you want. Or you can read it with your friends as a starting point. But I do really, really encourage you to build the bridge of communication that will lead to in empathy and understanding. And that is truly how you can start the process of getting your dream to done. Thank you so, so much for spending time with us today and hanging out here on Wild Confidence. I hope that you feel encouraged and ready to tackle the day, feeling even more confident than you did before you started listening. I'd be so thankful if you left a review or shared this episode with a friend and I'll see you soon. Oh, don't forget, let's connect on Instagram. My Instagram handle is at Ainsley B and I hope to meet you there.